You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast number 25. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Welcome back to the podcast, my friends. So good to have you here. I hope all is going well with everyone. And oh, I'm very excited for today. I have invited a really special guest onto the podcast, all the way from down under, all the way from Australia. And her name is Karen Doyle, and you probably know her. She is the founder of the Genius Project and podcast. This is an initiative for Catholic women designed to support them towards growth. Karen Doyle is a registered nurse and family life educator who, with her husband, Jonathan, founded Choice Media. This is Australia's largest provider of values-based resources for schools. She is also the co-founder of Sisterhood, a national Catholic women's movement in Australia. Karen has a special heart for women and seeks to encourage and invite all women to reflect on what it means to be women in the world today. And she's also wrote um, many books, and she's going to tell us a little bit about that today as well. So just a little about Karen personally. She is an amazing woman who has just captured my heart. Uh, When I was working as a coach instructor for Metanoia Catholic in the fall of 2021, this is where I found Karen. And she was getting her coaching certificate, and we were all in the middle of the great pandemic. And we found ourselves coaching through the emotions of actually being locked down and what all the various countries that were represented in our class were going through at the time. Um, And, you know, we just became good friends. I have a love for Australia and I have visited there when my daughter studied abroad and such a beautiful place, such a love for Australia. And so we connected and um, we've been friends ever since. And I cannot wait to just, just, you know, talk to Karen and let her tell you about um, Australia and the women's movement that's happening for Catholic women and um, the growth that we can partake in as Catholic women. So welcome, Karen, to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Beth. It's such an honor and a joy to be with you today. You've been on my podcast many times and I know the women over here just love you. So it's great to be returning that favor and gift. Oh, you are so sweet. I just love you so much. Um, all right. Well, well Karen. I feel the same, Beth. You were such oh, a good we funny. pandemic, so it's, it's great. Oh, gosh. It's Let's beautiful. go back to that. I remember when, um, so when we were coaching at Metanoia Catholic and um, we, there was a lot of emotions going on um, in the United States. We had, I believe we had someone from Ireland. We had, you know, you were from Australia. We had you know, quite a few countries represented. And we were just kind of talking through the emotions of the pandemic. And um, it was very interesting. And we would use the thought model to go through all the emotions that we had. And what's interesting is as we coached through it, Karen, we were always having, you know, 
kind of resulting in the thought of it's really going to be okay. Like we could have courage, we could summon the emotion of, of courage. And then what are the thoughts that are needed to have the courage, um, to get through the pandemic? And often the thoughts were, you know, it's this too shall pass. Um, it was a lot of scripture and a lot of prayer and just that, you know, we're going to get through this. There's nothing new under the sun. This is, this is, we're going to get through this together. We're strong. We're united. And even around the world, we're united in love. And so interesting that here we are and we made it. We did. Amen. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that whole situation. Oh, look, you came to me. You were such a gift in that season, actually. And, and discovering Metanoia Catholic was such a gift. So I made that decision to take what I was doing and what I've been doing for many years to that next level and do the training to become a Catholic mindset coach. But the process of training, and you were my drill instructor and just shout out, Beth is fabulous. So <laughs> strongly encourage people to sign up for your work because your coaching was it was profound at that moment in my life. So we had been through a, a difficult 12 months preceding when I met you. So we'd had the year before was the start of the pandemic. And for Jonathan and I, we have a global speaking business. So a shutdown pandemic didn't really do us any favours in terms of our business. And I think if I described that first year 2020 would be that I was completely shell-shocked just by what was happening, like having to homeschool. I said I'd never do public speaking, never work with teenagers, never own my own business and never homeschool. <laughs> so ironically, Jonathan and I ended up setting up a business, public speaking to teenagers, and we ended up homeschooling during the pandemic. So it was all like that that year was just so overwhelming. We were meant to be in the US. My husband does a lot of speaking in the US, so with Catholic teachers, Catholic teacher formation. So he was due to do a big event in April. Obviously that was cancelled. And then just our income stream is through, our revenue comes through speaking, but it also comes through the digital resources we create. And a lot of our Catholic schools had their budgets put on hold because people couldn't pay fees. So we were kind of hit through those two avenues and it was a real shock. And we also had had my family move away to Queensland sort of one by one. I have a very close family and one by one they left. And so we were left in this pandemic feeling very much alone, isolated, and there was a lot of fear just around what would happen financially, how long this was going to go on for. So I have to say I didn't manage my mindset very well in that first year of 2020. I was a complete wreck by the end of the year. But coming into the next year, somebody said to me, you have far more power over your situation than you realize. And I was like, but you don't understand this is happening. And she's like, well, you can still get up every day and walk. You can still put on fresh face of makeup or clothes and go out beyond yourself to call someone else in need. And just those little things helped me. Um, then I connected with Metanoia and that was just took it to the next level. And it meant that these past two years, while the circumstances haven't changed that much, my entire way of managing it, managing my mindset has completely changed. So I have hope and I'm not living in overwhelm. And that's been such a gift. But when I connected with you, we were in our second lockdown in Australia and that just was far worse than the first one. Um, we'd had, there was a number of situations personally. We had two young boys, my daughter's friends, my friends take their own lives. So they were 13 and 16 year old boys. And 
that was really tough. They were only nine weeks apart and walking my then 14-year-old daughter and my son as well um, through trying to understand suicide was was huge and all the worries that as a mother you have when you watch kids wrestling with God and faith and how can this happen. Um, meanwhile, trying to hold our business together, homeschooling three kids, it was, it was a lot. And so you came into my life and I remember we were in one of our drill sessions. We had a number of group people in the group and I would like to think, and I think I am a fairly resilient person, but my resilience was very low and I was a little emotional and had a tear and you were so beautiful. You just sort of stopped what we were doing and really showed so much empathy and spoke into that. And it really was such a gift. I, I just can't thank you enough. And then we did some private coaching a couple of times after that. And it was just such an enormous blessing. Yeah, I that was a that was a very interesting time and a very emotional time for for you, um, especially. Um, Australia was definitely locked down more severely than the United States. And I think what we'd coached on, what we ended up, you know, coming to was, um, you know, Esther, Queen Esther. And, and I was just, just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that we were made for a time like this. And we started listing all the thoughts that, that she might've had, you know, the fasting and the praying and having other people pray and fast for her and, you know, speaking boldly to the Lord. Um, asking for the Holy Spirit to fill her and that uh, we as women were actually just made for a time like this. Yeah. And the feeling that that gave us was courage. Yes, it was. And I think one thing I took away from those sessions I did with you was if I am born for such a time as this, then the Lord will grace me for this time. So he will give me everything I need to navigate this season and the worst that we think is going to be the worst is often never the worst. And I, I think that courage, that feeling of courage then fueled um, for me personally, just showing up in a different way it, for myself, for my family, in our business. And because of that, it it's shifted the trajectory of where we were heading to where we are today. Like I was able to go ahead then and write, I don't, I look back on it and the grace was incredible. But to write an entire masterclass for women, a four-month masterclass, which is this journey of transformation. But I look at that now and I think, how did, how did I do that? <laughs> but it was so much the mindset shift of mm -hmm. God will give me all I need. He will grace me and I'm just going to place all of this in his hands. And I keep, I'm reminded so much of that quote from St. Augustine that he who created you without your cooperation He's not going to save you without your cooperation. And mm -hmm. I think the coaching with you, I mean, I've always known this, but it was really through coaching that it empowered me to say, actually, I'm an active participant in this story. And as hard and as difficult and the grief that we were feeling, I'm still called to get up each day and be an active participant and co-create my life, my story with the Lord. So once again, oh, I, that is, that is so beautiful. And I love that. And there's a delicate balance between the grace that we get from the sacraments and prayer and from the Lord. And then, you know, our effort, the agency that we have, that we can use to yes, be co-redeemer with him in order to create our salvation in the end. And it's just such a beautiful balance. And 
we have to work for it. We, we really do. We have to get up every morning. You're right. We have to be courageous no matter what we are facing. So, um, tell me about what you're doing now and, and how things are over there in Australia. Yeah, look, things are coming back online slowly. So even though the lockdowns ended a while ago, it's taken people quite a while. I think there was a lot of fear for six to 12 months around big events and going out again. So people are just starting to do that, I would say, over the course of this year, actually, I'm seeing more freedom in people's decisions. So in terms of what we're doing, my husband, uh, he's a speaker. And so this week he had his first speaking engagement since the pandemic kicked off. So that was a bit of a win. And he's got a lot more um, invitations to the US. So we will be heading over there actually later this year. So I'm going to have to come visit you and give you a hug in person. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. I'll come see you. Sounds good. Look, so things are sort of, I mean, it's slow and like in my prayer, I just ask the Lord, how will we recover from this? Because, you know, three years of no income because of no speaking, that has a big impact and the legacy of that will last quite a while. But I am just choosing to trust that God will provide, that he will guide us. Um, We recently, just back in March, held our Sisterhood National Catholic Women's Conference, which was so beautiful just to come together. We had to cancel it four days. It was due to happen four days after the pandemic began. So we were all ready for it a few years ago and then it was cancelled. So I think one of the things that I think many people actually struggled with in the lockdowns was this isolation and lack of human connection. So being able to come back together face-to-face for these big events is actually so enriching and, and renewing for our spiritual life and our faith. So on a bigger scale, those things are happening in Australia. On a personal scale, business-wise, we're just working hard. We've got a number of resources that we produce for schools around, I guess we do the puberty, sex and relationships, education and formation. So we do a lot in that space with teachers, schools, um, Catholic schools officers and parents. So there's a lot of work mm-hmm. to do. But uh, as oh you goodness. know, that area is fraught with uh, so many challenges at the moment. So absolutely. And I, I tell you, I, I remember when we first started coaching uh, privately together, um, I had little post-it notes on my refrigerator and around my kitchen that said, you know, fast for Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids would come in and out and they would be like, why Australia? Why Australia, mom? And, and I would, you know, tell them um, just about the severe lockdowns happening and and we did, we prayed and we fasted and, um, I still do for you because, um, yes, uh, human sexuality is a very confusing, it's a very confusing time right now for the youth. And, uh, for those of us who are Catholic, we know the truth. It's very hard though, to convey the truth at this time. So, you know, you and Jonathan are, are really doing the Lord's work in, in that field. Yes. And look, it's hard work. It's becoming harder. It's like you have a product, but people don't want to buy it because as the culture becomes Mm -hmm. more self-obsessed and absorbed in all the ideologies that are being pushed, they're really Mm -hmm. losing sight of God. And there is very much that sense of an anti-Christian era um, and really working against the culture. 
now. Yes. So we've been doing yes. this for 20 years. Next year, so we resigned our jobs. Jonathan, his background was in boys' education. I was an oncology palliative care nurse and we felt called. We lived in a boys' boarding school for a couple of years. We'd written programs for the students and then we went to Melbourne to study at the Pontifical Institute doing our Master's in Theology and Marriage Studies. And we set up Choices Media, our company then. So it'll be 20 years actually next year that we have since we resigned our jobs and we've done this full time. So um, it's been quite an adventure and a journey and, and watching things change. And I think what I saw through the pandemic was we came out of the pandemic and so many of these things have just accelerated. Mm. I, I mean, a lot of people aren't coming back to mass. People, you know, people are struggling still. I'm seeing a lot of mental health issues around, particularly for the younger generation. They kind of missed some of their developmental milestones through those two years. So yeah, it's an interesting legacy and, and a fallout that I think is going to take many, many years to bounce back from. And and that's where prayer and fasting just becomes even more important. Absolutely. I, I, I believe that. Um, and I also think that the pendulum has swung so far, mm-hmm. <laughs> you could say to the left or whatever you want to yeah. say, that I think um, eventually here it's going to be swinging right on back. Um, and I do believe the pandemic caused a lot of isolation and caused a lot of people to be on their phones and just to listen to media and get all of their information mm-hmm. you know, from this directed source, yes. um, some of which um, doesn't help. Mm-hmm. So um, I will pray and fast that your business just takes off and that the right information and the truth is conveyed to all Catholics and all people out there so that we can live this beautiful life that, you know, God has envisioned for us. And I, I think it's going to happen. I think you're right. It's going to take a couple of years, but I think people are, they're going to come back. Yeah. People are tired of isolation. They're tired of being on Zoom. They, they want to get together. They want to be with each other. And um, I think we can kind of start it and just try to get out there as much as possible ourselves. So the prayer and fasting, super Mm. important. I know that you are a faster and um, tell us a little about, you know, your prayer and fasting. Yeah. So I came to fasting probably much later. My sister was way ahead of me. She's sort of been utilizing those practices for years. And I've always admired that, but I always felt like I lacked, I have celiac disease. So that's an autoimmune condition. So I I struggle with fatigue a lot. So the fasting Mm -hmm. was always something that I just put in that basket of, oh, I can't do because I have celiac. Yeah. So I've watched my sister do it. I was inspired by it, but I could never actually, I felt like I could never actually do it. Um, But it was through, I guess, meeting you and, and learning about your work that it opened my eyes to the link between intermediate fasting and then spirituality and spiritual growth. And for me, that was the turning point. So just linking it to, oh, there's a, there's a divine purpose here and I can direct, I guess, some of those hunger pangs and the difficulty that I feel with fatigue towards asking the Lord for his grace and to sustain me to becoming more reliant on him. So I think my defaults have always been, I don't drink coffee. So Coke for me was a big one. It's my default sort of, if I'm tired, I have a Coke. So I've been able to cut that right out of my life. And that's been huge because we get into that cycle. I know you talk about this, just the 
you get that addiction for the sugar and then you overeat and then all of that cycle was playing out for me in terms of going to bed too late because I was trying to work after homeschooling the kids. So for me, I guess I began with my routines and it always for me comes back to sleep. If I can get to bed early, then I can sustain that fast and and be consistent in that in prayer. And it's really given me a number of breakthroughs just in terms of, I guess, my kids praying for my children, some of the challenges that all kids go through as they're going through teenage years, just to pray and to fast for them. And I have seen the fruit of that. And obviously I'm praying and fasting for our business at the moment. And yeah, so I've Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's been recent, like over the last couple of years, but I've seen the fruit. And I know you talk about this incredible fruit and you've seen miracles in your life too. And and I have definitely experienced that. Yeah. You know, the miracles are beautiful and the Lord always wants to give us signs and wonders so that it'll increase our faith and then we will go out and tell others. And and that's why he does it, I'm sure. Um, You know, it, it is interesting, the the spiritual fasting to get there is good in every single way. So it's wonderful for our energy and it's wonderful for the spiritual miracles that come out of it. It's great for our body and our health as our body is the temple of the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. And you know, the sugar in the flour, just delaying that even during the week is really effort. Like what we're saying, you know, it's, it's, it's effort. It's, it's hard to do. And that itself is a fast. And so that's, we can be fasting every single day for our husbands, our kids, our businesses, the country, you know, the, the people in politics, just everything. And we can fast for all that to be rectified and that the Lord would bless it Mm -hmm. and that we can actually bless the Lord with our fasts. And so that's the beautiful part. And so the more you delay the sugar and the flour, which creates that over desire and the over hunger and the overeating, the better you feel, the better life is. And then you can actually get on a routine where you can go to bed a little earlier, wake up a little bit earlier, have better sleep. It's all linked. It's completely the body, soul, a composite. It's all linked. Yes, absolutely. And I think you just have to prove to yourself over just, it only takes a couple of days that yes, I can do this. And the energy levels, like, I mean, as I said, I struggle all my life with fatigue, like terrible fatigue. Um, Like, you know, first trimester pregnancy where you're just so bone dead tired. Well, since I've started fasting, like my energy levels, I feel fantastic. Like I really don't struggle with fatigue. Actually, now I'm thinking about, I actually don't have that same struggle anymore. So you're right. Like it's, I've had all these breakthroughs spiritually, but also physically. Mm-hmm. So tell me, you had um, told me a little bit, a little while back that um, you do some celery juicing. I'm interested. Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> so I've I, never done that before. Well, it's interesting. Everyone said it tasted terrible. I actually don't mind it, but Last year, probably in July of last year, I started getting some back pain. Um, So when I was 13, I actually had scoliosis, which is curvature of the spine. And I had a a curve that went from sort of 50 degrees to nearly 80 degrees in a couple of months. So I had a huge, like it was, like I was, my back was quite deformed, like my hip, my ribs were touching my hips. I had a lot of pain and I had to have major spinal surgery at 13. And so they were able to get my curve down to 24 degrees, which was a miracle in itself. Um, but I have not had too much pain, but then I started and obviously perimenopause, you're coming into another hormonal shift. So obviously my Mm -hmm. spine curved a lot in puberty. 
it never occurred to me that that would happen in this season of these hormonal shifts. And so I started to have a lot of back pain um, and it actually got really bad. Like I, I couldn't walk. I was like calling out. I always thought when my husband did his back, I thought, gosh, you're very dramatic when he'd yelp out in oh, pain. <laughs> and I was the same when it happened because it just catches. And so from October last year, probably through until January, I, I had quite a lot of pain. And then my knees and elbows started and I was actually diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. And so that's, you know, it's, you've got to walk through that journey of just that grief or what that could mean. But I thought before I go on medication, I'm going to try everything in my power to deal with this naturally. And one of the things I came across was cell reducing. So a full glass of pure cell reduce in the morning on an empty stomach and then not, and then I fast till 11am. And you know, that has, I've had no pain like I'm walking every morning. I get up, I walk for an hour and a half and I was swimming before it got cold as well. But the fasting and the cell reducing have made all the difference. So I, I just don't have any pain, praise God. So mm. so when you when you juice the celery, is it just celery? That's it, straight up whole, organic celery? A whole bunch of celery. I put it through my thermomix and then I strain it and I get a whole glass and then I just drink that and... I mean, the benefits for skin and energy are fantastic as well. So, mm. it, it is so I love celery myself. I'm going to try that. I, I am. I love celery, believe it or not, but I can't eat a whole bunch. Right. So that's why it's a whole bunch yes, every morning, bunch every morning. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, I'm going to try that. Look, I it, love it. It's made, it's made a big difference for me, but it's paired with prayer. It's paired with walking physical yeah. movement as well. Um, but it is used with a lot of autoimmune conditions. And so that's sort of the path I'm on at the moment. Oh, I love it. Okay. So in my program, the the first, just to begin, it's a lot of vegetables. So we fill our plates and fill our food protocols with vegetables. This is how we delay the sugar and the flour and the alcohol until the weekend. It's by supplanting all of that with vegetables, protein, and good fats. But the main part is vegetables. They're so healthy. They fight inflation, inflation, probably that too, inflation, inflammation, inflammation and inflation because it's cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> definitely cheaper. But anyway, um, so beneficial, but, um, you know, sometimes I can't eat all the vegetables that I know my body needs. And um, I have been thinking when you told me about celery juicing, I'm like, I'm going to try that. So thank you for that, Karen, because I am. I'm going to try that because I it just sounds so good to me. Yeah. I certainly will. Well, this has been amazing. And I know that spiritual fasting is amazing because it literally takes our suffering and makes it redemptive because there's two ways to suffer. You can waste it or you can offer it up. And we know that Jesus is at the center of all of our suffering and he didn't come to take it away. He comes to reform it and to make it such that we can deal with it and we can actually, you know, work with it for our salvation. And and that's, that's the beautiful thing. And I, I love that you're working with all of these women and that you're supporting them and helping them with their God given mission. And, I pray that he just enters into all of it with you because I, I just love what you're doing in Australia. One day we're coming back. Oh, please It's do. a long flight, by the way, from Chicago. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. But it's just amazing. And so, um, 
I will, I'll definitely see you soon. And I, I wanted to know, did you want to talk a little bit about the books that you've written and uh, maybe any programs that you have coming up? Yeah, sure. Look, we, um, my husband and I've written a number of books. He's sort of specialty is around Catholic teacher formation. And my real heart and passion is around supporting Catholic women towards growth through, I guess, spiritually and personally. And I think what I've seen over 20 years of pastorally walking with women is we can sometimes focus too much or not too much, but on the spiritual and not provide the skills that people actually need, like the mindset management. That's Mm. absolutely key. So there's very practical skills and tools that we need to learn to flourish alongside growing in our spiritual life. So I think that's really my heart and passion. And I've written this Catholic Women's Masterclass, which is a looking at rhythms of renewal in our life. I know for myself many years ago going through burnout, just realizing what are the goalposts that need to be the bedrocks in my life. And and I walk women through these four rhythms of renewal. And there's a couple of books just around feminine genius and, and John Paul II's teaching on the gift and the beauty of womanhood. My husband and I often say that the church has the best marketing, um, the best product in the world with the worst marketing department. And that's, oh, my for sure. My husband has so many great sayings, but that's one of his. And it's so true. I went through all of my Catholic education, my young adult formation. I never heard a thing taught on how to be a Catholic woman. And so when Mm. I discovered this, it was profound. Jonathan and I were going through a season of infertility for six years and um, I came across this and it just gave me a deeper meaning and purpose to my womanhood. And so that's, I guess, a big part of my passion. And I actually have written a book called You Are Not the Backup Plan and that's coming out in a couple of months. So Oh, wonderful. Fun. If I put all these in the show notes, um, can people order them off of Amazon and yes, sign I, up for your masterclass you, and all I'll that? Just some links. Yeah. Thank you, Beth. That would be lovely. Oh, and you're so on, welcome. Um, Instagram genius underscore project underscore daily is where I spend a lot of time. Oh yeah. It's wonderful. Oh, everybody follow Karen on, on, uh, Instagram and all the socials. I'll have all the links on the show notes for you. Well, this was absolutely wonderful. And, um, thank you for, you know, just zooming in all the way from, from Australia. I will get there one day. Love that place so much. And, uh, we will pray and fast for your country and, and for you. And, um, yeah, just keep going with um, supporting all of those Catholic women over there. It's beautiful. Well, thank you, Beth. And thank you for the gift of your ministry because it truly has been a blessing um, in my life and so many others. So bless you. You're so welcome. All right, everyone. Well, Karen, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you, Beth. Bye-bye. If you are interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray, a 12-week guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. You won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. This is a group coaching program where you are part of an amazing community of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you, to bring about miracles while losing that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Your purchase includes an online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. Head over to my website right now at thecatholicfastingcoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn to always get the latest daily information to help you keep fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always. 